0: want to play Bop it? it? commands you obey! Bop It! Twist it! Hat it! If you can't keep up, twist it. you lose! Once you get your hands on Bop it, you're not going to want to it! Fast talking electronic Bop it. battery's not included! Hey, how's it going? Hey
1: guys! What's up? Hello! Hey, hey I like the uh, hat collection.
0: Oh, thank you, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that Bappa hat, too. I saw it in a uh, couple of your pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the only it. one. This is actually just a sample. I'm, 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 we're working on, uh, a few giveaways as you've seen.
0: So that's a one of a but kind of hat uh, right now.
1: It is where, uh, nice. I didn't actually like the, 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 stitching on it wasn't great. So we're having it redone. So,
0: okay. But
2: I get to wear it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Love it. But yeah. So, uh, my name is Xavier. Little introductions. My name's Ian. <laughs>
2: okay. And uh, I'm the hash bro, David Bean. <laughs> All right. So David, Ian.
1: Xavier. And Xavier.
0: Yeah. Right. Nice. nice. And you are obviously Dan, um, the Dan. inventor of It. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tight. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, how's uh, how's quarantine been treating you? How's, uh, how's that affected things for you?
1: Well, uh, it's like for most people, there's silver linings as much as there's, you know, lots of different hardships. And it's been... Uh, I guess in general, you know, hard not to see family and people that you want. And and I've got my dad, I'm trying to take care of, there's a lot of different things going on for me, but the silver lining of being able to spend time, you know, the people you are with, I think people are spending a lot more time with those people that are close to them. So most people I talk to are excited that they get to sort of, uh, (laughs) Remeet some of the people that they're close to that they're usually busy like running off to work and coming back and all of a sudden they're spending so it's the same for me and my wife and and uh, my uh, close family we've spent a little more time together playing games of course because we right. love games <laughs> and so that's it been interesting and it's been um, I have what you've seen in some of the pictures is I have a home studio that. I built maybe 10 years ago, but I hardly used, it was more like a, a fun room, but it didn't get used as a studio because I have an office in the city in San Francisco that's a really, you know, where we all, we have a team of five people where we meet and work on lots of projects. So I really missed that. So, but it, it gave me a chance to build out my, the last few months, build out my home studio. And I'm like, wow, this is a killer studio. I, <laughs> I, I remember building, I remember designing it thinking I would use it all the time and then I never did. And so now I've been really, really enjoying just hunkered down and and working from there and and always working on something. So uh, that's, you know, where a lot of this came from was having the time to be able to sort of go back in the past and look at past prototypes and things and start to pull stuff out and talk about it. So for me, in the long answer it's been yeah, the silver lining has been for me being able to revisit a lot of really really interesting archives and stuff that i probably wouldn't have gotten to
0: very nice yeah. amazing yeah
2: you guys got a favorite family game during quarantine
1: you know there is i'm a kind of like the games i play are more do you guys know about the essen uh game conference that is in germany every year it, it'd be coming up mm-hmm. It's, it's like the gamers game. It's a very well-known, like uh, in Germany, it's sort of no, almost near Amsterdam, way, way north. And it's a, okay. it's where sort of the mecca of all of the, the games where things like Settlers of Catan and that style, you know, much more day, those companies that have big gamer uh, fan base. It's a huge fair that you go and it's a consumer fair where you actually play games as well as it's not just like a, a, it's more like a Gen Con a little bit, Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, a lot of games last five or six years, I've been going there and discovering just great games. There's one called Azul, uh, A-Z-U-L. That is a fantastic, I don't know if you know that, just a, it's like a tile-based game where you're, you're trying to collect things really well done. Uh, games like, there's one called Camel Up, which is a, a game that d- I discovered there. We play a lot. And then there's this one from Amigo, a card game called Llama, which is just a basic, almost like playing Uno a little bit, but simpler. Um, okay. So when we play games, we play games like that. Um, uh, sh- Sher- uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, is that the game? There's one where it's a bluffing game. like,
2: like not, uh, not That one's bluffing,
0: a little bit more like, famous, we-
2: I think, than the other ones.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard yeah. of that one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that as Dr. G's. Just,
1: but, you know, or I, I play, honestly, with my father, who's 94. He taught me cribbage, you know, a long time ago. And we play a lot of cribbage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my parents are obsessed There's, with cribbage. That's like the family there game. There is a
1: game I'm, I'm playing with my cousin online, but not, like, just literally we video our moves and send them back and forth, uh, called Can't Stop. Uh, okay. Really fantastic game. It's been around since the 80s. And it's a dice push your luck dice games, you guys would absolutely get addicted and love this yeah. game. It's, it's complete, really, really simple, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, which favorite game I'd say, uh, you know, family game, we, when we get together, it's, it's probably, um, probably in that range. I mean, I would say Catan really, when we get together with, you know, our bigger family we, and we have enough people. Nice. What do you guys play?
0: Uh, we've been really into D and D lately. We've been very, oh, yeah. very a lot of table going stuff. Yeah, going down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, we got a couple of those bluffing games. The uh, what are they? One night werewolves. One night werewolves were fun. are fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bought Katan, but we haven't played it yet. Yeah, yeah. we gotta we gotta cr- crank that out. We gotta. <laughs> but yeah, jotted those gets... down. I'm gonna check those out. The ones yeah, you said. Yeah, tan
1: gets you to really, really. Uh, really start to get uh it, you know it gets very spiteful
0: yeah <laughs> it seems like more of like a hoarding version of monopoly where yeah friendships can break the mario yes. kart level of <laughs> yes but so yeah. tell me about
1: you guys how did you get started doing that you know what what led you to this and what are your interests
0: so we just started to see kind of just like interesting people on instagram that was kind of where we started was there's was a couple a couple people that no one really had like looked into on the internet and uh we kind of started to dive down those rabbit holes and then ended up talking to pretty much all of them and having them on um as guests so yeah we just originally were we were thinking about maybe starting a podcast we didn't exactly have a uh a real idea or anything and then we were just kind of like well you know we're always on the internet finding interesting videos finding interesting people so might as well start uh start going through that. So, we yeah, we have a couple episodes where we – oh, I think we lost your video a second. Pop back up. Uh, there we go. So, uh, yeah, know.
1: I got someone – it's on my iPad and someone's calling, so I'm going to – I got to put Do Not Disturb on. Oh, me. I
2: got you. No <laughs> worries. But, yeah, we just like being obscure pop
0: culture detectives.
2: Yeah. I think it's a big thing.
0: Kind of like the yeah obscure internet pop culture where there's – kind of like cult followings behind a a certain individual and uh you know we just kind of look into the ins and outs of it but yeah I think what how I found you was uh it just popped up in like my recommended for you and it just said like bop it inventor and I was like is this really the bop it inventor and then, yeah and then I, <laughs> yeah. I went to it and started to see like how you're like you showcase people's uh kind of the best memes and stuff people have made that are like bop it related and I was like oh this is this is neat. Oh, of- <laughs> when you initially said it Inventor, I thought it was just a meme page for sure.
1: So you guys were—you said you started with uh, um, the idea of interviewing people, and and then when you you saw the hashtag, you thought it was just yeah. That's that's been an issue—is what to call this so people know that I really am the inventor of Bobbin and and about a hundred other things. But uh, I didn't know honestly how to quite quite. I've tried to get an official. It's very hard to get an official thing on there because a fish offic- you can be an official of a lot of things yeah and uh i'm not you know the, the bop it brand is hasbro's the actual even though it was my concept my name everything but what you when you sign a contract you know they have the rights to it they're very cooperative with it it's just there is no you know there is, whether you can be an official inventor of something with a verified sticker is I uh, we're working on it but
0: yeah just yeah just because makes
1: then sense. as i contact celebrities and different people to be involved in certain things you don't you just want them to know you're it really is you so
0: right mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. makes that makes sense that they got to really make sure like is this legitimate is this yeah like does it get the blue check mark well but... and verified keeps you from
2: going in the others inbox too when you're messaging people who get a lot of dms yeah so i mean that blue check is like an actual physically built into the code to front of the line make sure yeah yeah
1: <laughs> oh yeah no so we're yeah we're trying to figure it out uh, because well we'll get into that later there's a lot what's planned why i started this was because i have some an independent project that i'm going to be launching next year that's really really exciting and i want to make sure we're doing it you know taking our time to get an audience do it right and then if we do a kickstarter or something just to make sure there's enough enough yeah. uh, awareness before trying that
0: nice so wait was um your account i didn't see like actually when it originated was it with quarantine was it kind of like you had extra yeah. time okay nice pretty yeah. much yeah
1: yeah almost exactly started in february or march yeah
0: okay there you go yeah good timing for that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well it's,
1: it, it, it was sort of think i was thinking about this project anyway but this sort of just made it like definitely i'm going to be doing it so
0: right yeah, we'll keep uh, I'll keep our eyes out for that new project. That, that is exciting. Yeah. get uh, independent something going. Um, yeah, no,
1: I'm going to, I'm literally going to start, I'm, I've been delaying it, but this week or next week start to reveal a little bit about it. I'm happy to talk about, you know, the general concept of, of what it is, because it's not, it's not really, it's the opposite of what we do normally. Everything's secretive. And then you launch it. And this is sort of the idea of, well, how about letting people see the development of something you know and it's for uh, a, it's just a whole different approach you know what's the worst that can happen
2: yeah i yeah. think that's really cool and it gives people a chance to get emotionally invested in it before it's coming out before it's dropped which i think is cool yeah yeah but you yeah, know whatever you it'll, it'll that, it... we want to share about that we want to listen for sure yeah huh?
1: it's well let me know how what how would you like this because let me know what you'd like to talk about and i can share more about that with you or whatever you'd like to talk about
0: uh, so wait. You said you would share like the general idea of the of yeah, the project. Yeah, I can share it.
1: I won't. I don't. I won't show visuals of it yet. That's what yeah, I'm sure. revealing. But I'm That's happy a... to. I think happy to talk about it because I'm going to start talking about it relatively soon. Uh, anyway. Okay. So,
0: cool. Um, yeah. If you yeah. want to, if you want to give us a little sneak pre-peek, uh, whatever you think is uh, the appropriate amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm
1: cu- curious your feedback or people who listen or, or who comment um but i guess the main thing to think about is so it's been the next year is the 25th anniversary of the invention of Bopit. it's it actually came out in 97 but we're celebrating i mean it's as everyone will tell you as you get older you're like what 25 like it doesn't seem possible you know yeah. that it's been 25 years <laughs> I say but Bob's for those who me grew, <laughs> those who grew <laughs> up with it they're like they're like it's, it's as if it's always been there. So for me, having had a whole life before that and since, you know, I'm like, wow, for the perspective of those, especially in the 90s that grew up when it came out and, and that's what, you know, over the last several years, but especially recently, I'll be uh, traveling or someone will run into me, what do you do? And I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm an industrial designer, but I develop games. And eventually, if they ask anything I would know of, Uh, I can try some of the other things like a lot of the things um, you know perplexus there's some pretty well-known games I've also developed but bop it by far is so recognizable I was sort of started to become amazed that anyone in their late 20s 30s knew knew it I literally couldn't Mm -hmm. find one person who I would say in that age group who I'd say well I, I made this game bop it who not only didn't know it but their reaction was like you're kidding me. Oh, like, yeah. they, I, yeah. wow. I was sort of surprised. Like, I, I don't, I know a lot of other inventors, a lot of people I've invented many things. I mean, even I know the guy who did Tickle Me Elmo. I know the guy that did Hatchimals. I know the guy that, you know, I mean, we were all friends. We all know each other. They're like, man, I none of us have a game that people react like that to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, so I'm really curious why, you know, I was like, why is it that Boppet has this other feeling to it and when you look at all the spoofs and all of the um you know uh, the biggest honor as i said to have the simpsons spoof your your invention or yeah, robot Chicken lies. did one
2: yeah there's What's plenty that? robot chicken did one as well
0: there's plenty of oh. uh oh yeah
1: yeah like really really funny good stuff memes you know all the things that are out there and including i guess just this last 30 days TikTok has gone crazy with people dubbing their voices from the the sound into, like I've been doing some of those videos. I don't know if they got an idea from some of the videos we did that float around, but it's kind of blown up. And so just put in perspective to have done something 25 years ago that is actually getting stronger or more nostalgic or, you know, and is still relevant in a way in, especially when there's a quote in pop culture you know, to have it referenced so often, it's really remarkable. So I'm thinking, one, my, my biggest uh, feeling about it is just gratitude. Like it's amazement, but also just like, how did I get so lucky? I I mean, it takes luck, takes talent, all those things, timing, you know, and I've done many, many things that have not worked. (laughs) So you become extra grateful for the things that do. And this is, you know, once in a lifetime thing to have had a game that that just happened to be the right place, the right time, the right idea to have captured this. And now 25 years later to think that it's still around. Um, So I was trying to think of something to do to kind of give back that would show my gratitude, but also be a really amazing experience. Like how could I do something that would capture that, allow all those fans and people who love it, like really thought about it for a while. And I came up with this concept of doing a, a basically a, a give back to, for, for specific types of causes to, you know, um, not just to raise money, but also to kind of bring people together. Like what's the ultimate, because to me, I, I went into games because I love the concept of sitting at a table, look, you know, kind of like sitting around, looking at each other, playing something. Right. Is That's why you guys say D D or, the card games, cribbage, whatever it is, what they oh. have in common is you're, you're sort of sitting there. So Bop It isn't that, right? Bop It is a game where you sort of pass it around. It's sort of people, it's social, but it isn't sitting down. So I wanted to do basically um, like that giant one. If you look in my one of my posts was the big giant one in the office. It's a big table that's like a giant size Bop It.
0: Yeah, I was gonna that, ask about that, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that inspired this was that people standing around a circle Playing this game uh, is really popular when people visit the studio. When they used to visit, like <laughs> I give a lot of a lot of visits and tours to students. You know that is like the highlight. Oh, right, huh? You know, we we all play that game. So I've been wanting to do something like that for years. So this is a project that's going to be basically it's a foundation actually called uh, Project Boptopus. <laughs> and if you know the name so the name Boptopus should tell you everything you need to know I'm,
2: i have a visual i'm starting to yeah i'm starting to
0: get it so yeah. so
1: that is but the fact is okay so here's the 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 concept is that eight this is a thing that has eight arms that reach out to include as many people as possible it's like bop in a, just a real, you know, literal sense, it's a thing where eight people can play at once or four people or two or one, there's a way that it's gonna work where it doesn't matter how many people, but it'll be sort of the first game that literally eight people could all play together, a family, you know, something that enough of an experience where probably most 99% of the families, you know, could play it together or a group of friends or whatever it is, but it's got it, just because it's something that is, you know, charitable and it's to so it's going to reach out to eight different causes so when we launch it it's the idea that the the money i'm not going to take profit from it it'll be sort of like you know Tom shoes or paul newman salad dressing or whatever meaning that we'll pay the people who work on it's going to be a a business that creates a product but that the profit is going to go to these eight different uh causes very much focused on the arts uh music uh, design things that were important to me to get me to learn what I do and that I feel are underfunded and that uh, you know it's trying to trying to get and and play in general and just the con- celebrating play so trying to create a project that that really gets people to who love Boppet it to be like this is the mother of all boppets it's so crazy when you see it and you can imagine it in your head
0: I'm uh, yeah I can it, picture it <laughs>
1: But it's but there's a lot of thought into it that it is a thing you play face each other. There's a bunch of really really cool features we've never been able to do in a bop it because of cost. So this is going to be you know an expensive bop it that a millennial can afford to buy for themselves and their family. You would never launch it as a kids product. Yeah. Um, but it's going to have some very sophisticated inner you know connected to you know as you can imagine all the things. So that's just the hint of it is that it's going to be. Uh, but the idea that it reaches out and people can kind of reach back and and create—it's we're going to try it, you know. And if yeah. it succeeds, then it might launch other projects like that that we do through this BopTopus Foundation, which is not a Hasbro product. It's meaning it's it's not it is it's its like but it is not. It's from the inventor of boppet for boppet fans, but it's a product that will be done specifically for that cause and any other projects if successful that we do will be run through that that could also be to raise money for certain charities or but celebrating play and creating uh, funding for those type of programs
2: that's awesome. incredible yeah yeah yeah. We're gonna but be... even if
1: it you know it's a killer the product itself uh i as we start revealing it in we get prototypes it's it's one of the most uh it's basically a battle royale type of experience so uh you you'll enjoy that
0: yeah we're gonna keep our eyes out for bop Yeah, that's, yeah. sounds very fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think that's what makes bop it so like recognizable and stuff is just it's very simple to learn but then impossible to you know truly master like the time you have to put in to get your reaction oh but those kids who i mean
2: and these kids are getting half a million views on youtube when they do the speed runs and the they, tr- they try and go from like easiest to hardest and they beat all the modes or
1: i, I can't i don't even know how they're doing that it's crazy
2: <laughs> like
1: uh, or the the kid uh, um sam loki that's the guy that posts he uh you know bop It smash has yeah. a have you guys played that
0: i haven't played that one but i have seen like pictures of it,
1: it it's got a bonus mode that actually when we developed it, I was like, I was kind of disappointed in the bonus mode because it, you know, the game is, you're trying to stop the light in the center based off of those things that you see in an arcade. Oh, and right. it, it's a really cool, you know, it gets faster and faster, great game. Our prototype went, didn't ramp as quickly. The problem is it ramps so fast that it's sort of, it's almost impossible for a normal person to get over like a score of 250 or 230 but people are getting like a thousand or whatever they're oh. getting because there's a bonus mode where you don't die, but it's got a, it was intentionally done as a preset pattern that you could memorize.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like,
1: and, and all, and you get bonus points. You can't lose points, but you, but if you nail it, but it's really fast and almost impossible, but these kids memorize it and they memorize like they go, but, Da, 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 da. Like they they get it and they nail it and they're getting like perfect scores in these bonus rounds. I I mean it's it's astonishing. And uh, if you go on YouTube, look at Sam Loki, Loke, I think you pronounce his name, or Loki. And he's got, you know, he's setting records on all this stuff by simply yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So so th- so those from learning about those things, that's part of the the other extra games we're gonna try to put into the Boptopus are. really looking at what people have done that let it be, you know, uh, like you said, easy to learn, but then there's lots of Easter eggs in there to make
0: it really special. Yeah. I'm almost imagining like a one player mode for it to where you got to be like running around (laughs) the octopus. Like that would be, Oh,
1: there's a one player mode.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. It's, it's, uh,
1: I'm trying to decide, you you know, it's almost better than without seeing it to understand that, uh, (laughs) You know, it, as it turns out, a boptopus, uh has a ball underneath it that you grab in order to uh, play as a solo player. Oh. There's, okay. a, there's a grip. Uh, there's a so. Without sounding too strange, uh, you actually do grab the octopus by the ball to play it as a solo <laughs> player. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and yeah, i don't know and- how any any other way to say it but that is literally how you <laughs> how you how you hold it in order to there is a, a a ball that is that makes it possible to hold from any angle and we re- you know in developing it you realize well that sounds kind of funny but that's the instructions so what are you going to you know
0: yeah i can't really think of any other way to <laughs> <laughs> so but- that,
1: that leaves the other hand free to do eight different things so um yeah so, uh, but there's a lot of surprises on on not just what are those, or as you said, letting uh, people in on the development is maybe deciding what those moves should be as well, getting, getting some voting on that, as well as whose voices or voice should be in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be the part we're working on is how to invite people to, you know, basically try to, uh, who wants to be the voice or voices and who can we get to, if it's for good causes, who can we get to put as many different voices and cool, you know, comments and things in there as we can. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. You get Samuel L. Jackson, bop it, (laughs) motherfuckers. Yeah, we believe,
1: yes. That, so, having, so having fans like you guys saying this is who i'd like to see that's going to be part of it right like we need as much exposure as many people saying to the you know hey you got you should that's why you know making this a charitable thing is trying to appeal to people say well we we eliminate all the issues about it being a product that's you know some you have to do different types of deals to do a product i'd rather it just be the most the coolest funniest celebration of what fans want it to be and yeah. uh and raise a bunch of money for some really great programs
0: yeah i think that's yeah. really that's going to be a hit <laughs> what else you
1: got i'd like the Samuel Jackson. you must have a bunch of others you could think of <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah this is off the dome yeah, yeah. there's got to be but uh there's some sports announcers you know we're,
1: <laughs> we're we're there's been quite a few celebrities that have spoofed it so we might go to them and give mm-hmm. them a chance uh but it's it's not just the commands. The funny thing is, what it's what does Bopit say when you fail? Right. You know.
0: Yeah. The little insult you get from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah think, but do it again. Just having the same just way only people- better.
1: Yeah.
2: What's that? I think it's the original Bop. it's like, do it again the same way, but only better. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. one of the, my favorites.
1: Yeah. Do it the same but better, or um, you know. So yeah. In a, in short, that the tagline for this project is basically Bopit for good. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the double meaning of, you know, it's here to stay and we want to make it, I want for the parts that I'm involved in with it as a project are to see how much good we can do with it. Just out of gratefulness of having had this luck and, and you know, the connection to all these people, like, you know, getting to talk to you guys or someone else, it never would have happened. And a lot of people I know work very hard for many years, you know, inventors and they have amazing ideas you just don't get the break and somehow I got lucky with this one.
0: Yeah. yeah well, definitely seems like you're using your powers for good with the uh, yeah. with the the boptopus. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is it's going to be fun. So, um yeah. What uh what other kind of um what other interviews have you guys done that have been interesting what kind of people have you met?
0: Uh my, one of my favorites is uh this guy from a TV show that was on um what was it uh it was the fox reality network
2: oh yeah fox reality fox Network. Fox Reality rob network. Rob. yeah
0: and um this guy named rob rob he was on a show called solitary where they all get locked in these pods um and there's nine pods there's not a person in each pod and you're in there with just a robot talking to you and she's giving you these challenges and stuff and you're trying to do and they're they're intense. Some of the int- the challenges get rough. And they're in there for like two weeks. They're in there for like two weeks, solitary confinement. And you don't get to interact with the other people in the other pods. You only get to like get the hearsay from like the robot, like uh-huh. AI that's communicating between you. And she's giving you all these challenges and you want to go longer than everyone else or harder than everyone else. But you don't know like how long other people have gone until you quit. So, like, if you're the first to quit, you're out, and uh, that's just, you know, too bad, Uh, but you're trying to go farther. So, some people have won the contest already. All the eight other people have quit, and they've been going for, like, four hours on, like, sitting on a bowling ball that's, like, made to be a stool, and they've just been on it for four hours, and they have no idea, and she doesn't tell you. And uh yeah we had a guy who came in second he came he was so close to winning that We don't interview winners at game shows we've only talked to runners up Yeah we've only talked <laughs> to runners up uh.
2: <laughs> Nice
0: And then uh um, yeah. yeah that one was a really good one that one was very interesting
2: Copper Cab was probably another really really good one That's yeah. what all my friends watch when I tell them to check it
0: out Yeah the one guy the um he was a he was a kid in like 2010 he made the video where uh it was like the gingers have souls and he was yelling at the camera that uh gi- people that have ginger hair do have souls he's uh he's quite a character now he's he's evolved quite a quite a few times in the past decade nice <laughs> uh that's was, uh, great stanley's who wants to be a superhero yeah we iron interviewed
2: Forcer. yeah the iron Forcer. so i mean just in the nicest way freaks yeah weirdos Ran- balls
0: <laughs> random people that have just done something that's very unique
1: <laughs> yeah well i appreciate you uh being interested in, yeah, I mean, I obviously have a lot of thoughts, things experimenting that I'm doing. And uh, I really like the first time I felt the feeling of like engage that the things I did, you know, uh, that people I didn't know were going to have some experience based on something that I started and that I would see them posting comments, even though they didn't know me, was an incredible feeling of like, wow, I feel connection with that person they just had a memory that they created when playing something that I, you know, I mean, I, my feeling is if it wasn't my game, it would have been someone else's game. You know, I don't think it's not like people find a way to engage with each other, but just feeling I wouldn't have felt a connection with them, you know, but Mm -hmm. hearing them talk about, wow, I was on level three of this thing and I really like, and they, they're not even talking to me. They're just talking with each other. I could feel this like, wow, I feel connected. So it's really a great feeling to have people like you call and, understand that the whole purpose of this is uh, the purpose of games is connecting to people yeah and this is sort of the meta reason for it you know you get to talk about them and relate to each other so i've just loved that part and um you know it's kind of what keeps me going on it is is to keep coming up with the next new thing that that'll create
0: that yeah yeah you it just did create like a, a community of people that very much know what bop it is like had it or played it with their friends or family. And yeah. they just know like the intensity of it and the sim- yeah. but also the simplicity of it. Just, you can, grandpa can play it. A child can play it. Anybody can <laughs> pick yeah, no. it up. And start Cause going. I never
2: had a bop it. I only played it. Like we had one in my first grade class and that's how I found out about bop it. Yeah. My cousin had a Simon. Fuck Simon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's oh, don't get me started on the Simon versus bop it. That's, that's, you know, at first I'd say, you know, well, let me ask you, so what's the difference? What, how would you describe the difference between
2: Boppet and Simon?
0: Well, Simon, there's no, like, time limit. Yeah, it's just a memory game. So it's it's memory over this is pure reflex and instinct, as Boppet mm-hmm. is the, the raw instinct and, uh, you know, the intensity of it is the speed you have to go. With the Simon, you can sit there and be, like, remembering it. You can write it down, even, with Simon. You could you can't uh-huh. cheat at Boppet. You could cheat at Simon. <laughs> it's interesting.
1: I, I've, well, so, you know, I, I haven't really gone on this. I've given a lot of interviews or talks about how I how it started, but that is the crux of it. That was sort of the epiphany that was different is I was working on how I've really always wanted to make things that engage you physically. You know, the goal is to animate the player. I say, watch the player, not the game. How do you animate? How do you make the player move? If you think of the, the game, as its purpose is to make people do things, you know? So yeah. even when you play a game of cribbage or cards, that deck of cards is actually making you animate. It's making me draw a card and move a peg and look at the person and look down. Poker is very animated, right? It's all the little things that happen with cards. There's a lot of stuff happening with the people if you watch a poker game, even though it's just a deck of cards. So it's successfully animated, you know, created activity. So. When you look at, so I was looking at games through that lens long, you know, long ago, like how can I make games that animate people? And the most obvious thing was, well, make them more physical, make them turn and twist. And I started with this idea for a remote control that called the channel bopper that you bopped on a table to change channels. So instead of just pushing a button, it, anim- it made you move. <laughs> you know, you, you, and the, there was a channel up and a channel down and you bopped it one way and the other channel bopper. And the volume, instead of just being a button, was a a twist so that you would really have to move to turn the volume. And to turn it on and off, you pulled it. So you had Bop twist and pull, were simply the the remote controls, how to make a physical remote control. And I thought that was it. That was an amazing idea, you know, but uh, got feedback that it wasn't people, eh, it wasn't really a market for it and all that. And so you know, one uh, one pitch I was doing, and a toy company guy from Parker Brothers said, "Maybe it's not a remote control." And you know, the first thing you do when you've invented something and someone says that is, you go, "What do you mean it's not?"
2: Uh, yeah, of course
1: you... it's a remote control. Like it you all, <laughs> you're just not seeing it. But instead, you kind of want to relentlessly listen to people, as I say, and you go, "Okay, so what if it isn't?" And it just so happened that uh, a company had called tiger electronics who did a lot of lcd games and they had called to say do you have any more we're, we're, you know these lcd games are sort of diving you know the little fighting games and things any ideas do you have any ideas and i sort of looked over at this channel bopper mock-up on my desk and thought well maybe it's an lcd game that's more physical okay and uh but as it turned out it couldn't you couldn't really see the screen while we were, you were bopping you know like it mm-hmm. it wasn't it was eh, it didn't really work so eventually, well, you know, tying it back to Simon, I thought, well, maybe it's a physical. Maybe it's like Simon, where you, these things light up, and you have to do, you know, you have to twist, and you have to do this instead of just pushing a button. You have to do these actions in order. And I actually tried it, and you know, it, it was really, really hard. Like, your brain understands patterns, but it doesn't. Like, it it was just like, wow, I couldn't do more than. Five moves on it you know yeah so it's like well maybe it only gives you three moves at a time that's well, still kind of maybe it, and then it was like that the epiphany was what if it just told you to do one thing and you're and the first response would be Nah, it's way too easy
0: mm-hmm.
1: as so you go well, well let's try it yeah you know <laughs> like like it's that lesson in if i had said to myself oh that's too easy it never would have happened And it was more the concept that I liked Simon, but it was, you know, I'm not very, I don't like memory games that much, but it was almost like, what if, what if all you had to remember was one thing? It seems so counterintuitive, but by, you know, trying it, I kind of evolved it and learned that of course timing, well, if it gets faster, it's got to get harder. And so it was just more of a gut feeling that I, I did with a, with a very simple foam core mock-up with an audio track, as you saw, if you've seen my, my yeah, video from years ago. And that literally was like, I said to, uh, when people tried it, I said, hold this piece of foam core in your hand and listen to the soundtrack from this video and just see how it feels. And you could tell just by listening to an audio track and twisting and bopping and pulling this piece of foam core, you could experience the game without it having to have any electronics whatsoever. Compared to a Simon or something where you'd really need, you know, with the lights, and and that's actually when I said, well, I guess it doesn't even need lights, you know. Yeah. I mean, originally there was going to be lights in it, and so where it split off from Simon was here is a game that, in a way, did inspire it as an electronic game with commands, but they they couldn't be more different, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. One is visual light patterns that you have to memorize, and the other one is complete audio command that you memorize nothing, you just have to react. So they're two completely different parts of your brain. And uh, so that, but that is a really interesting question when you say Simon versus Boppet is yeah. understanding that that they're they are absolutely different parts of your brain. And, um, you know, one of the most gratifying things, for instance, was hearing uh, early on this, a school for the blind as oh. named it like their number one game because I even think of uh, they that can, yeah you, yeah you can people people who can't see or if you close your eyes you can be just as good or better at it and it's one of the few games not only can you play if you're blind but you can play with a person who isn't blind mm-hmm. and so a lot of the interactions they have at the schools are people who are you know are both people who can see and who can't see so it was really for them to connect with each other and be able to play a game together and have there be no disadvantage was a big deal. And it mm-hmm. had never occurred to me. So obviously Simon, you might have the equivalent would be if someone couldn't hear, they could play Simon mm-hmm. with another person. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting, it just sort of focuses on what the senses, what the difference is. So, you know, clearly I've done a lot of, uh, yeah, thinking and reflecting about it and, uh, easy in hindsight to sort of trace the success of something but the the parts that are unclear as you're on that path is you know taking these forks in the road uh it's only possible to look back later and say well i'm glad i did that
0: yeah mm-hmm. like you have no idea like the impact that yeah like it could a game blind people can pick up they can feel this is the pull this is the twist pop it's in the middle like it's just yeah right stuff in, in hindsight they- you're like wow i didn't i'm glad i i'm glad i did that i didn't think of it yeah. at the time but
1: <laughs> yeah you're right yeah and maybe but that probably emphasizes how tactile it was you know i i was trained as an industrial designer went to art center in pasadena and i love physical form and creating things uh that are very tactile if you look at a lot of the other things i've been involved with like perplexus and um uh some of the games uh, are three-dimensional way back i did work for discovery toys like even the rattles uh that i used to design as a as a preschool and design they're all very boppity you know people have commented they all have lots of tactile things that you want to touch and feel the surfaces so i think that was sort of part of the dna of my industrial design uh kind of passion that got that really is a game and an industrial design thing that met in the middle um so you know that's that's a lot of people go into game design from a different kind of different areas so, that people come. There's writers, there's gamers, there's you know yeah. researchers, you know anthropologists, whoever they might be. But I think from me coming at it as an industrial designer is what you see is very typical of, of the games that I've created. That are um, they're meant to be as much a sculpture as they are a game, like the ultimate to have your game left out on the table is sort of the, you know, rather than put away would be the ultimate uh, compliment. And that going back to Boptopus, that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be something that is so sculptural and so uh, cool to leave out that, you know, it'll just be sitting there beckoning you to play it.
0: <laughs> Centerpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and I think that's a big appeal with the Boptopus. You mentioned before you were like, oh, that's going to be too easy. But I think that's part of the beauty of it is you can pick it up and you can play it. And then somebody's going to see you playing it and be like, You just got 15. Like, that seems really easy. I'm going to beat your score. And they pick it up and they end up playing with it for an hour because I can't beat 15.
0: Yeah. like yeah.
1: <laughs> So, yeah, you mean that the fact that the engagement is that someone else watching you can understand it by just watching? Yeah. yeah. In- instantly.
0: And you think you would be better than you are going to be at. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Uh huh. Because it's very. Because it's
1: telling you what to do. It's like, why don't you just do what it says? Yeah, you know? exactly. So, it's
0: right there. It's mm-hmm. easy.
1: <laughs> so, what does that tell you about relationships? When, when you say to someone, "I just told you,"
0: <laughs>
2: why
1: didn't yeah. you do? I just. That's what I just said. Like, <laughs> really? What does that tell you?
0: <laughs> it's just like a puppet. Yeah, it tells you yeah. a lot.
1: Like, I say it's 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 proof that uh, just you know just doing the simplest instruction is actually hard for people harder than you think.
0: Yeah. So I also read somewhere, uh, you used to make, uh, the bottles for toilet bowl cleaners and well, that, I, I was, <laughs> and that you, you, uh, the neck that gets down in there was credited to you in the article. I don't know no. how true that was. <laughs>
1: uh, well it's, it's, you know, I think it's an idea that was coming about in a lot of products at the time. And, there were um you know when i've looked back i don't think i was it wasn't like i i think there was it was right as things were changing a little bit in terms of bottles that were becoming more ergonomic okay. and i did have this project it was with clorox to do a toilet cleaning bottle and you know if, if you look at it uh there's a lot of things that started to come out at that time that, that just you know, evolved into that. I think I think the one I did was specifically was more ergonomic and it had uh, the ability to s- turn it upside down and squirt in there. But yeah, I was I was doing as an industrial designer, one of my freelance, uh, that's sort of how I got my studio started as I, I fell into doing um, fairly, you know, high-end branded things because the company that hired me was actually the corporate identity company that did the graphics for like Clorox or... Um, the other one was uh, uh, a lot of liquor companies like um, uh, Woodford Reserve
2: bourbon. Oh, I love Woodford Reserve. <laughs> yeah, it's a good
1: bur- I, I was and, and so, and Sousa um, Tequila was a, um, those were clients of theirs where they were doing the graphic identity and the logos and things. So then they needed someone, they go, well, we, we think we want a new bottle. And they would call me in even though as a, as a ghostwriter, you might say, so I was doing the work as a freelancer for the corporate entity company. So I, my client wasn't Woodford Reserve, it was the graphic company, but they would, mm-hmm. you know, show it. So, but we, we won uh, an award for the Woodford Reserve at the time. And it's the same bottle has been in use for like 25, 30 years. That's the one we did that looks like a flask. Um, I had a couple guys working with me at the time and you know, built the foam models, like it's the same thing prototyping the form, but bottles are really cool because they're like the purest form of a, of, you know, like you associate a shape of bottle with a certain
0: yes type yeah. of
1: liquor, soda, toilet bowl, like you, like that. those forms are somewhat ergonomic, they're somewhat representative, they're almost like people, you know, they have a head, shoulders, tail, like it, I really loved it, and if you think about it related really to bop it, it's really the same thing is, it looks like what it does
2: mm-hmm. is yeah. really
1: important. So bop it, like you mentioned, the the twist, the pull that, they're designed that by looking at them, you know what to do with them. And I think that's a really strong feeling about most design is, is you know, the form follows function. It's really more different than that. It's more, you know, uh, form follows um, kind of, rec- you know, image recognition, or so form follows association, you know, how do I know what to do with something by the way it's shaped? So that those Woodford Reserve, you know, look like a flask. So it just gave you the feeling, I mean, you know, you're going to drink it, but it kind of, you know, uh, the Sausa tequila, uh, the Hornitos Sausa bottle, that's the same one we did years ago, which was just, just a cool looking, you know, and you want to be unique. So it differentiates from other things. Yeah, and so each of these companies spend a lot on getting, you know, their their identity. Um, yeah, it's fun. And, it's, and you're it's... right about
0: the bottle being part of the identity, because when you do see a package bottles or other things and it's in a different shape or like size it throws you off at first and you're like wait is this like it like you're making sure so like it is yeah. a big part of like the brand i
2: won't buy honey unless it comes in a little bear <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you yeah, like that's a good
1: one yeah it's like but if, if, if you put you know tequila in that bear you might be suspicious so yeah, you'd expect, yeah. It, <laughs> you'd expect it to be honey flavored uh, I could, I could so, drink some
2: honey whiskey out of a bear bottle, though. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, once, once we did a bottle, I remember uh, uh, doing a project, and it was, a, it was for pickle juice. And, you know, coming up with all these shapes, what should a pickle juice bottle look like? And looking at existing ones, oh, a pickle jar, a pickle this, what are the associations? And so, as a joke, did one shape like a giant, huge pickle? <laughs> like big green th- like just thought it was like we'll just throw this in as a joke and they looked at it they go we love it
0: yeah like and
1: I and I thought they were kidding so it was one of those conversations thinking they were saying we love it and they were pulling my leg I was like yeah yeah and it was like wait what you, you do you love it and the, I don't think it ever came out but it was one of those like you know funny moments of, of you can never really go far enough right <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you never know um, but that's, you know, that's what I, I think the concept of, like you're saying, design uh, is so much a part of the of the culture now with with everything, you know, that that it's um, maybe that's where Boppett sort of caught on earlier as it was one of the first things to really feel like like a product that had the shapes and the design all all be unified.
0: Right um yeah there's i had still a... nothing like it still nothing like the bop there's nothing yeah <laughs> i had the uh when, as soon as i like contacted you the first time and you said you'd do this i was like mom you got to find the bop because I, <laughs> I knew i knew we had a bop it but our basement at my parents house is just a mess But i was like it's it's down there somewhere we just got to find it and because we had the bop extreme the one with the four and then um what was the one called the one that you like did it uh you like edited the nose and the eyes onto your face where, where like the Boppet itself is like a head where the hat pops off
1: oh god i can't believe you'd have that was that was um called heads up yeah and it was um it was a uh, yeah with solenoids in it that popped everything out and that was an attempt at making you know it, it wasn't called Boppet. it was kind of from the inventor of Boppet or how they marketed it but uh yeah, that was – do you remember playing it?
0: I do remember playing it a little bit. I remember it, it's very different just because your – its ears are popping out and its heads pop. I always remember what would get me is like one of the ears would pop out and I wouldn't notice. And it would like yeah. – I would notice it like just a second too late and that's what would, what would get me yeah. on that one.
1: It, it's a cool – it was hard to pull off cost-wise to make – you know it needed all these solenoids in it. But that's literally whack-a-mole you know it's just it's taking whack-a-mole and making it into a three-dimensional thing it's just was uh, very hard to execute as a product and yeah you know like most things it's time for it to go and we're not quite you know we don't believe the game is quite there but unlike a like a a mobile game where you can keep doing version one and version two once Mm -hmm. that thing's done there's no way to update it so that's finally you know 20 years later changing where as we get closer to certain chips that are affordable that you can actually then do an update on an electronic game, that'll be a big deal. That's what we're planning for Boptopus for other things is how, how not to get locked into releasing a chip that can't change. You know, it's, it's so that game, I just know from playing it, I cringe a bit. It doesn't, the gameplay isn't quite resolved, but um, it's a cool thing. We actually, I have a few of them and when we're working on other prototypes, I'll, uh, I'll t- we'll take the solenoids out of those because they're really oh, okay. good good little uh, actuators.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the moving parts in a bop it is impressive. Just the fact yeah. that everything has to function and be, yeah, like perfectly yeah. popping out or twisting and stuff.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, I had the extreme and the other one, and I know they're down there somewhere. But uh, yeah, we I just was like, oh, I'll pick up. Uh, I grabbed the will. Little... There you <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: That, that's the that's the mini that's got the original gameplay in it um okay it's uh um i think the amazing thing is you'll pull a bop it out and it's been sitting there 20 years and it still works and the batteries last you know like I, I very few people say they change the batteries on their bop it even though they play it a lot like they actually last a long time
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah i guess all it's doing is playing a voice clip and then like getting the reaction of whatever button you're pressing yeah. so it doesn't no, need a whole lot of yeah
1: It's no motor you know right um what uh when you say there's nothing else like a bop it, um do you are you mean like as a game that you play or just as something like when you think about it uh more like when you play it like i'm trying to think what would you what is it kind when of does a yeah get... just
2: the overall essence of the bop it the fact that it's something that I can pull out and I can be playing, and then somebody else can see it, see it, watch me play it for five seconds, or they've seen the commercial, so they know what to do. Yeah, they just And they can take it, and there's a challenge to it. You can better yourself while you're doing it. You can try and better your friends, or you can play it for fun. I mean, and it's stressful, but in a good way. Yeah. Because I mean, there is a time crunch on it. You're trying to do things quickly, but. It's so low stakes and so high stakes at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And like you said, it's so tactile. It's so easy to pick up and play. And it's so iconic. Everyone knows what a bop it is. I mean, kids know what it is. Millennials know what it is.
0: I mean. The parents that got it for the now, millennials Yeah. And I think it honestly can, like, fine-tune reflexes more than, like, certain video games even just because it is, right, like, it is actual, like, movement rather than just like buttons like it is actually like moving your hands especially with the bop it extreme where it's got the flick and the twist too that's where it starts getting real intense (laughs) i think
1: think that you know actually i can i was going to start sharing on the on the page some of the hybrids of combining we've actually designed some really cool bop it and uh like basically video game controller that is also a boppet that you oh, can that play cool. <laughs> you know like to add all that stuff to it and um yeah I think it's you've hit it on like when the Wii came out I remember yeah. us feeling like ah oh, they did it you know like they made a a, a physical gestural interface for a video game because before that um, me and my partners had looked at how to create a boppet that interacted with the screen in that way. Um, You know, which is the physical side. uh, But on the other hand, then you're focused on the screen, not on the person. And what I think the success of what, you know, you are saying, David, 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 yeah, yeah, (laughs) you go with David. No, it isn't David. What David was was saying is that, um, is that. Someone watching you play Bop it What I like to say is, you are the screen. Okay. You know, like you're the mm-hmm. screen that it, it truly animated you. You're doing something, and they're watching you, and you're the show, right?
0: but Yeah, if that's we, the if fun we, of it. Yeah,
1: right. It's and so that. that was always the thought: is like, ah, Bop it turns you into the screen. That's why you don't need a screen. And so every attempt we made, it sort of trying to put an LCD screen in it. Like, there's been a lot. Of, I'll share some really interesting, like, tons of old sketches, prototypes and things. But the interesting thing, like you you kind of said about interviewing, you know, second place people, (laughs) it's the same as interviewing, I think talking about concepts that didn't make it. Yeah. Because and why didn't they make it after thorough testing? And you know, everyone says, oh, that's a good idea. And you go, yeah, but you know, here's why I think it didn't really catch on, or why it just never made it when they did consumer testing, people, people just like you know, the the animating of you is more interesting than the screen. So when you when just to tie it into the Wii, do you remember what the commercials were for the Wii? Do you ever do you kind of have an idea of when you first heard about the Wii?
0: I wanted a Wii more than anything in the world. I remember it was like um, the two guys would roll up in their little car and they'd come up and knock on your house door <laughs> and they would say we would like to play and they would have the Wii control in their hands and then they would just go in the random family's house and they'd play Wii with the random guys and then they would leave leave and leave the Wii there and the family was just Is like Is that
1: right? I don't I didn't hear about that. That was well the T V ads that I saw first that really I was like, you know, they got was they didn't show the screen at all. They just yes, showed that's, yeah. they, right they showed people doing this crazy thing. And I was like, wow, that's what's cool about it. It was sort of gratifying to say, because we had had the idea for things like that way before that with Bop-It. It's like, how do we make this, jet? the thing that it's animating the person, it's fun to watch them. So they ha- they totally got it. They, you're watching these people and then finally at the end of the commercial, they showed the screen.
0: Yeah. And but, you see like, oh, but, they're bowling, they're boxing, right. it, but like that you see the fun that they're actually having. Right. The exercise. Yeah.
1: Right, it showed that watching the people was as fun as watching the game. You know, I think that's kind of a key, a key of why Bop it worked. Yeah,
0: um, you get to see their a... face. You get to see them start biting their tongue as they're it's getting faster. And yeah, well, and one of my favorite games even before the Wii came out is and you, it
2: was you're essentially buying a whole system to play the one game, and it'd be like a home plate was the system, and you'd have like a baseball bat with the motion sensor. And I'm yeah. never watching what's going on on the screen. I'm watching
0: Homeboy swinging the bat. Yeah, yeah. There's like the. <laughs> even like the nest zapper and stuff mm-hmm. just to see like, yeah, that that's, what's the, the showcase of it. Yeah. It's yeah. A good way to put it. So, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. That's, but that's the message I sort of harp on about. There's many other, it's not like the only way to succeed, but I think as an industrial designer that likes tactile things, as a game player that likes games, as I like, you know, music, like all the things Bob it uh, was successful in a way. Cause I went for my passions and, just what uh, the idea of animating people and making the people be the you know the most interesting thing, not the toy itself.
0: Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Bring bring that out of them with with the toy, like the yeah.
1: <laughs> Again, all things I can say in hindsight that I wasn't necessarily that I learned from doing it as much as sort of maybe I intuited that, but I can't claim that I had that all figured out. I said, bop, it's going to be successful because of these things. I think it was sort of my, my interest that led to it and my gut feelings, but later looking back, I've been able to sort of maybe say on other projects that I've worked on, you know, make sure to pay attention to these things because analyzing pop it, it's easier to understand why, as David was just saying, you know, someone watching is as interested versus a person with their head down on their phone like this, you have no idea what they're doing. It's not that fun to watch them do it. So exactly. you don't really feel like you want to try it until, you know, you look over their shoulder or something.
0: Right. So, so how many types of Bop-It are there roughly? Because I've seen you post ones that I've never, ever, like there was like a, <laughs> a Bratz one that you weren't too happy about. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was oh, a, God. quite a Listening few types. The
1: audio, the audio on it is just, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's so over the top, you know, uh, L.A., you know teenager talking like a Brats doll yeah um, it, it's just it's um I honestly haven't I have that collection at home I'm not at home right now I'm actually in the garage of my okay. of, a, of a place we have otherwise I that's why I didn't think about to do this I'd give you a tour of that or a tour of our studio in San Francisco which has you know 20 years of crap in it but um yeah. the the I don't know I haven't actually counted, but when you look at all the keychains, I think I think it's oh, yeah. I think I start around 18 or 19 different things. But it depends how you count. Like the zing it, if you call the zing it and the top it, which were the yo-yo version and the tossing version, they came out right away. You know, I posted about that. That very few people remember or had those. But actually, then did a redo of the of the top it for another company, Moose Toys. It was called Hyper Toss. Um, So some of these games have kind of failed as a bop and come back as something else. Okay. Um, But as a, a, you know, once it became hot, the biggest thing was when they said, you know, after the first few months, um, Parker Brothers at the time, it wasn't Hasbro yet. They were still called Parker Brothers. They called the guys from Parker said, wow, this boppet thing is selling, even though there's no TV, people just buying it. It just looks... They don't even know what it is they're just oh. buying this thing and uh and we're gonna uh and they didn't they were kind of behind the eight ball they didn't know that it was going to be successful so there wasn't was nothing planned for them to follow it up the next year so they're like well how can we make it can we make smaller ones can we this and i and that's i said actually you should make it bigger we should make the extreme version and so the bop at extreme came out of kind of counterintuitive is like let's make a more expensive one let's not make a less expensive one yeah and they did you know because it proved that when you see the the person looking at that thing on the shelf can see more objects so they know that it's worth more like yeah. it's very mm-hmm. clear this is worth more because there's more stuff and um it worked, it, it, it cost $5 more and it outsold the first one. Like it was incredible, unprecedented. In fact, both of them sold incredibly well for three or four years. That's why so many people know about it. Okay. And then it kind of faded out and oh, but then it was like, well, let's not do another extreme. That's when the Zing It and the Top it came out. Like, hey, there's other things you can it, not just a Bop It. But you know, they didn't quite resonate. They're still kind of cool, but they, I, I mean, in terms of what's a real Bop It, bop it bop it extreme or bop it's the offshoots zing it top it are you know kind of like that one of the coolest ones was the guitar uh which i haven't shown yet um it's called new jam guitar and it was marketed as from the people that brought you bop it but we always thought it should have been called bop it guitar like that actually might have made it a little more obvious what it was yeah it's an awesome product this was before guitar hero yeah, I'll oh, show okay, it on the way. Yeah. I should try to. It. It, it was kind of like the first game that was a game that was a guitar. It wasn't like a play along guitar. It was literally this game. We wrote the music, did this full full gameplay that gets you end up creating a song if you do what the lights show you to do in the right order. So it almost mixes a little bit of Simon in Bop-It, it because it gives you four things. You have to do four things at a time. It does a riff and then you do the riff. It does a riff, you do the riff, but it gets faster and you have to change yeah. your position. That's probably one of the most addictive, fun music games you'll ever play. And it didn't do very well just because um, it was sort of half marketed as a bop it and it maybe was just you know a little too sophisticated. So when you ask how many Boppets are there, I go, well, you you kind of it depends which ones you count as Boppets.
2: Okay,
0: you're a Boppet purist or not? Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. A Boppet purist, I'd say it really has just been Boppet and Boppet Extreme, and versions of them where maybe a shout it feature was added, or uh, the mini like you have in your hand, like that's another Boppet, but it's really just a redo of a a tiny version.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: So, there's really been the only two Boppets that have ever really been are Boppet and Boppet Extreme. Okay. The others, but lately, like uh, Boppet Shout, as we called it, the white one that had a little thing, you know, added the feature of shout. Then the one that, uh, one of the Boppet Extremes, Boppet Extreme 2, had a shake switch in it. I don't know if you ever, you know, it was a, you could pop the shake switch out and decide to play with a shake or without a shake.
0: Huh. Oh, okay. So it
1: introduced shake it as a command, as a sixth command. That's um, nice. okay. And it was really, it's really cool. Uh, but all these things with cost, you know, they, it, it's hard to add more. And then um, the one that uh, came out recently was the one where it gives you all these moves it was a bot It just called bop it but in 2016 where it has selfie it and whip it and golf it, it i don't know it's got an accelerometer in it and
0: i i saw can, that commercial yeah i haven't yeah. played that one but i remember seeing a commercial for that right so that kind of
1: was based on all the people who would do spoofs on on you know, telling you Bop It tells you to do something that you don't want to do whatever. So it, it allowed us, because accelerometers got cheaper with all the phones and everything yeah. that we could afford to put one in a toy. So technology kind of led to that. It's still a Bop It, but it was updated with those features. The following year, there's one we called Bop It Maker, where you make your own moves, where it, it allowed you to record your voice. You oh, know, name cool. a move and then record the action so you could do something and and call it whatever you want and make your own sound effect super ambitious just too complicated you know and so it didn't do that well um it also looked i didn't like the design of it i didn't have final approval of the design it it, kind of looked like a preschool toy and um so you know i mean you just never know you try these things in tests people can say oh i love it but then just doesn't it doesn't do as well yeah so um i'm you know, can say that next year you're going to see something. Besides, the the Boppus is again a separate project without Hasbro, but you'll you will see something sort of honoring the 25th anniversary. That'll be I'm very happy with for next year.
0: Yeah,
2: we're looking forward to that. That sounds mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. Yeah. So, are you bringing back? And I mean, you can say that you can't tell us, but are you bringing back the shout feature for the Bobtubus because I think that'd be fun with like eight people yelling at it at once when you get the shout command. <laughs>
1: You know, right now the answer is all of the above. We're, this is what's going to be fun is people like you, you say, this is what I think would be cool. You know, I'm mean, literally, it's like, let's just let everybody give, what do you love about it and make sure that we make it into something that's from the fans who loved it, who always had ideas. I've gotten many people say, you know, just like that. I love hearing that and, you know, put it on the list.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go, love it. Cause stuff it's, like that is, stuff like that is really fun. I remember One of the Zelda games for Nintendo DS, you're supposed to wake somebody up and I'm sitting there like mashing a pressing every button on the whole thing and I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? And then I realized, oh, I'm supposed to yell into the microphone on the DS to wake the guy up. And that was, I like remember that a lot just because it was like so unexpected for like what was happening. So yeah, stuff like that really, I think like, lets it, lets it thrive?
1: Yeah when you yell uh did you you played the one with the shout
2: i did i never had one but i played it at school
1: yeah that's yeah that was uh it was fun because we had it where you could flick you could turn it off so you didn't have to shout Mm -hmm. but uh there are some funny videos on youtube of uh of people what they shout into it is, (laughs) is
0: good yeah because i'm sure it just needs to hear a certain like decibel and you can ye- yell anything oh you yeah <laughs>
1: you could just you could just whack it with your hand you know but um people tend to do what you tell them or, or they it's easier to do what it says versus you know you could try to do something else but it's it's too fast so you just do you know it's uh, the shout so people yeah, most people great. just go eh. um, <laughs> you know that uh but yes if you'll when i start showing the first Features Shouted is actually one that's in there. Awesome. Uh, but I'm still saying, we'll see, there's, there's, the, there's eight different things we can do. And there's even thoughts of, you know, how to make it even more flexible than that. But um, just because that's been one of the funniest things with all the spoofs and everything, is everyone coming up with a different it. Uh, however, there is it is a very important thing in terms of the philosophy of why bop it twist it pull it were the three commands is they're they're very three very distinct things right yeah. mm-hmm. it, and they and they're different is of three-dimensional you know a bop a twist and a pull they're almost like xyz mm-hmm. and that's why i think that one is so classic is uh, that was the original and actually uh parker brothers when they were developing it they looked at all these other things everyone had an idea oh it should be this this and they said at the end of the day those were the three things that worked the best they were just sense. so distinct and there's another thing that because it's audio based it's can you hear what it says to do clearly oh and so distinct ah, sounding ah, I, uh, bop mm-hmm. twist pull are three different uh vowel sounds okay you yeah. know And we found out the hard way that if you look at bop at extreme, what are the commands? Bop, twist, pull, flick, and spin. So flick, spin, right? And twist all have an i sound. Mm -hmm. So actually it's very, sometimes people have a hard time. Oh, I thought it said flick it, but it said twist it or spin it. So I've actually looked at when you pick what sounds, what you should do for audio commands is trying to name them like instead of spin, maybe we should have called it roll.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it has
1: an O. So okay. that, you know, like so th- these are things you, you know, ah, you learn later. But that's kind of watching people suggest a lot of things. But part of it is are they distinct enough motions to be different from each other? And is there a way to name them that is different from each other? You know, that's it's I think that's part of the success of why Bob, the first Bob it worked, is it was just so clear, yeah, and, and distinct
0: yeah it's interesting to see how like psychology and language actually fit into how a bop it works like <laughs> that's yeah. awesome um and then when i was doing my research a few weeks ago um i saw a bop extreme original like in box for going going for like 240 dollars on ebay and that 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 blew my mind are you asking
1: if that if that was me (laughs) oh no no no. No, (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) selling off the private reserve no i was just thinking that's crazy that the price this that people are that's you know almost a video game system people are just
1: i i don't know do you know like i see a lot of old collector does that mean it's the asking price and some you know or does that mean they're going for that i i don't i don't do buy games like that but i wonder because yeah i'll see you'll see them because they're simply there's no more of them, you know, like yeah they're just they don't it's not like you can just make a new one. Um so I don't know I have I do have some original boppets in package that I have ke- kept for 25 years. Um and you know I've always thought yeah I, I'll keep one but maybe as part of this project you know I, I've kind of kept a lot of things with a plan to auction them off for hopefully for this charity fundraising that we do. Like, I think it's cool to have stuff that people would want. That's really worth something to them for all the, re- I don't know. This, right. Why is something, why does it have that value? I don't know, but. Cause
0: um, they're going to treat that very well. If they're dropping $250. Right. If you throw problems, a
2: signature but... on there, it might go a little higher too. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I, like I said, I'm happy to whatever, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm so grateful that this worked and, you know, I've worked very hard on a lot of things and, and and done well on a lot of the games. It's so exciting. Any game that does that comes to market that people enjoy, you make some money on it, you know, it's it's a it's really hard work. Um, so to have something have to have had this happen and have it be, you know, a product that I love and that people love to talk about and play, it's it's great. If it can, you know, I don't at this point I wanna see what what can we do to to make good more good out of that. Uh, that i can do personally i think i'm very very interested in so okay. yes maybe i will auction those off at some point if yeah. a signature makes them raise more money great <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys got anything anything mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh yeah i guess the last thing would just be like where can people find more information about bop it where can they keep updated on bop's post i know bop it inventor on instagram where else should they follow you where else should they be looking for everything uh,
1: well i think facebook we put Boptopus on there actually as the name. Okay. Originally, I was going to have the Instagram called Boptopus, but I kind of we felt like oh people should know that I am the inventor of Boppet, and for now, you know, it'll be the Boptopus project. That's why I started the Instagram. But rather than being this mysterious persona, we just figured I should just be myself. Um, Obviously, at first started and and still you know humorous memes things like that. started doing but they just started to, to morph it more into being me telling stories about all the bopping and just inventor tips you know that just the the rise and fall of uh...
2: oh oh no whoops
0: there you are.
1: sorry <laughs> no it was another a call coming on my iPad? just people have just i love you know i'm just sort of experimenting still with that so i might go to some other youtube um take a lot of things i've done and make a youtube channel just so it's easier to kind of do it or maybe do some longer. As you can see, I like to talk. So maybe uh, (laughs) it could be uh, some longer videos telling more stories. I have a lot of people who worked on things that are interesting. So we'll see where it goes. But I'd say the Bop It It Inventor, uh, Instagram, Boptipus on Facebook. And um, I'm starting to update the Wikipedia page. It's not, it just sort of happened. I don't know how it got there. So I'm going to make it more real. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but maybe I'd love to hear, you know, that's when I'm looking for more interesting feedback as I have now a purpose to develop this foundation as well as a product and, you know, getting people sort of to comment on it. So do you think there's other platforms that would be good for that?
2: I think YouTube would be awesome. You mentioned giving us a tour and I would love to see that. I would love to get that on this show. But I think if you did just a YouTube video showing your studio yeah. and
0: showing your office and everything, I think that would do really, really well going through it some other cool. people that worked on bop it going head to head beating each other's scores stuff like that yes. that, would, that would do that would do numbers on youtube
1: okay. <laughs> yeah no I, I i i will uh great i appreciate that suggestion i think um right now we're not in the office is the problem right you know, been, yeah we're we're just because we are all we have five people like i said that that work um you know we're always pitching toy companies on new games uh the new game actually i, I will say uh break the board which is a game i sort of showed just came out it's kind of like a game that you know if simon is memory and bop it is reaction this one is actual speed it's that you're trying to you're basically trying to keep up with these commands on this this it looks like a karate board and if you get to the end it says break the board and you actually punch it and uh Uh, really fun and uh the commercial is pretty good um, so that's coming out and I'm actually nominated for a game innovator of the year for this thing called the taggy. So I'm going to, I'm just about to post a funny video and I say, please vote. You know, I think it's a consumer vote. You can vote for it for game of the year, Awesome um, if you Amazing. like it. So, uh, we're going to show that, but that's what we do. I can show, I think what we're going to be doing is showing lots of different, you know, archives inventions pitches failed pitches if people find it interesting of you know besides bop it which you know has a long history but that's really a small part of what i've done for 25 years in terms of creating innovative things and and you know and the flops because
0: yeah people like to see successful. that they, <laughs> they immediately have like mystery to them and people are like well why didn't it like they me like yeah. it immediately intrigues people like why didn't this work but these did so yeah i think that's and yeah. some of the, the time people are putting into the spoofs and stuff. Cause I feel like the spoofs are always with respect, but like the time and energy people are putting into them. Like you were saying people doing the lip syncing of it on TikTok. I saw somebody had a tattoo of a bop it extreme. Like that's like that. That's pretty, people are that's dedicating crazy. their like time and bodies to bop it. <laughs> that,
1: well, yeah, there's 250,000 videos of bop it challenge on TikTok right now wow two hundred fifty thousand original wow. videos that, that's not views that's videos
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> right that's a lot you know so i'm trying to i'm probably going to go on try to find a way to give away these t-shirts to people just say okay this is awesome i'll you know one per week fine you know but now there's so many uh it's yeah. like i'm trying to figure out a way a, a platform to be able to just sort of do it because ultimately I want those people who are passionate about Bopet to be engaged in the Boptopus project and say, if yes. you love Boppet, maybe you can talk, tell people about this and try to help us raise more awareness and money mm-hmm. for, you know, as the product comes out. So that's really what my goal is, is ter- not to just be well known, you know, as the inventor of Boppet, but to turn it into, you know, um, publicity for that purpose. Yeah. So if, there, if there's, once we get to that point, uh, but yeah, this is a product I think I just showed, I don't know if I've showed that this, this just came out. It's another one we just developed, you oh, know, we did bro. Perplexus <laughs> and this is Rubik's meets Perplexus. Wow. So it's actually, this one doesn't move. There's one that it moves like an actual Rubik's cube. This one is sort of three layers, but do you guys know Perplexus? The
0: yes. Sphere, I, yes. It's I, like actually, sp- I have one of yeah. those at my parents. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's combining what we've done on Perplexus with this. This took a year to develop. Um, uh, Michael McGinnis, who's the original genius behind Perplexus was, uh, it, it's been a longtime partner friend on the Perplexus line. And so he and my partner, Brian Clemens, did a lot of just really created this and it just came out. So we'll see how that does. So there's, always, you know, we're working on all sorts of things that are still three-dimensional stuff. You know, it's, that's really our, our passion. Yeah. And so we kind of hard not being in the office to I could show you a lot of those things, uh, but hopefully back soon, you know.
0: Yeah. Let us know. We'll we'll keep in touch. We could definitely do another episode with a tour. And real quick about the the cube there, like how you said, like the Boppet is a sculpture. That one, 100 percent is something like. I would have up with all my knickknacks, like just like being, yeah. you know, like a cool thing to just look at, at on its own. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's where perplexus is really the king of that to me. Is people if we even built it with a stand because it's a sphere with it just looks really beautiful when you look at it, and um, uh, you know, ultimately that means it's a product that has more sustainability in a way. Its sustainability can be. That you can reuse it, or sustainability can be that you just keep it, that you enjoy it for a long period of time instead of just play it and get rid of it. So right. part of the enjoyment is, yeah, looking at it. So
0: more than one reason to keep it around. Yeah, our goal.
1: But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have many things here in this garage. But I'll just give you one more. Is uh, this was the first product that I actually licensed to a toy company.
0: Oh, I had and one of those
1: yeah it's a it's a it's a thing you dig in the sand with yeah oh sand digger
0: yeah Uh, i had the uh
1: i had one that was
0: like claws too
1: yeah you might the claws were so this is an inch this story which i i thought i would post at some point is it's the first product like i said that i did i i love you know this is very ergonomic industrial design kind of thing and you know, it's the way people dig, you know, they dig with their hands like that. And I, I found a little company, this company called Steven, which it doesn't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. I licensed, I didn't really know how to do a contractor license. So it wasn't a very good contract. Um, We didn't get a patent on it. And pretty soon companies were knocking it off. And so they sort of said, we can't pay you anymore. They were paying a small royalty on it, but like, so i didn't really ever make much money on it but i will have to say that i've been all over the world and i see people playing with it
0: yeah humble beginnings (laughs) and so
1: it's kind of like well uh, you know that's a pretty to have designed something 30 something years ago and see that it's been knocked off and reused it's almost like shareware it's like well that's cool you know i just i so i thought i you know i i i want to do a little piece on that like says you know this is in a way, it's the seeds of Bop It, If you want to think of it as a, another thing that looks like what it does, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and very and trying to be more elegant than a shovel. Um, so I just think it's interesting. And you look back on you know that maybe taught me that I should be better about contracts, so that I <laughs> <Yeah.
0: you know? laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery or plagiarism. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You just don't want to be flattered too often, so. <laughs> yeah. right? right but uh anyway so there's there's more stories than than we can obviously do that's why i started i'll i'll keep sharing them on instagram and appreciate any comments or ideas um really really appreciate you guys taking this long to talk and yeah uh, no
0: it's been a blast this is very uh, we appreciate you coming on yeah very informative (laughs) episode this is a this is a solid one (laughs)
1: thank you well yeah i don't know i hope you edited a little bit because it's long <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh we, yeah it's only hour hour 20 that's all right we've, we've that's done. a good like, i mean people like our longer ones. we've done longer yeah it's, but right. um yeah thanks a lot dan for coming on we'll uh we'll keep in touch we'll keep our eyes out for the uh bop the puss yeah. and uh we definitely want to do this again sometime yeah absolutely yeah,
1: yeah i'll it. revisit i think it's it's great to sort of say you were this literally the first time i've talked about it oh uh, wow nice and Anonymous. uh with with anyone other than the people involved. I just decided I was going to keep it secret. I said, no, I think I'm going to start sharing it. You know, like I said, what's the worst that can happen? What? Someone's going to knock it off. So it's like, well, they can try. I can yeah. tell you it's a really hard project. to do. Yeah. It <laughs>
0: sounds like quite the undertaking.
1: <laughs> and, and and I think making it into a fundraiser, it, uh, making it for, for doing it for cause just gives it so much more power and it will be, um, it doesn't matter if someone likes the product and they try to do something like it, uh, it's not going to be the same so i'm feeling like it's it's, it's time to just start sharing and engage people and uh and let it be part of the process so
0: very cool amazing, yeah
1: all right well thanks guys really look forward to listening to more of your i'm going to look back on more of your podcasts uh and
0: uh yeah that rob 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 one the it's uh called stuck in solitary with rob rob that one that show is a trip that that whole <laughs> the, that one was a very interesting one to get some insight on that's a good one to start <laughs>
1: cool i'll take i'll take a listen awesome All right. well, take it easy Thanks.
0: man yeah man really have, really rest day. have a good rest of your day
1: one. take it easy